Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry, but I guess you know now. Yeah. Baby. Yeah. I took a half and she took the whole thing. Slow down. Good morning, good afternoon, or good night. Depending on when you're tuning in, this is One Man's Monologue, Episode 9, and happy to have you back. So I'm glad to hear from each and every one of you. Another week has passed by. And this one, this will be a special one. This week that is leading up. First off, I hope all of you had an incredible, incredible week, incredible weekend as we go into this beautiful Monday coming up. So this podcast is going to be a, I'd say, epilogue to finally overcoming this theme of this same podcast. Overcoming the theme of this heartbreak, this heartache, this breakup, whatever it may be. Because next... Well, this Friday coming up, June 16, 2023, is the day where we finally move on. 71 days. And I know you guys are probably, or gals are probably just sitting in y'all chairs, beer in hand, cheering, yeah, yeah, he's finally getting on. Forget y'all. feels great one thing I can say is that I am so so proud of myself I got through this the hardest time in my life no matter what anybody may say this was the hardest time in my life and I got through it some days I smiled other days it was just a battle to get through the day Those days were very tough. But we got through them. Not only did we go through them, we grew through them. When it came to my 12 labors, when it came to being in that same apartment when she was gone, her and the bunny. (laughs) Seeing her back as she left. Having her call me out of the blue, saying that she hates me. The days and nights that I just thought about us, cried myself to sleep, cried myself waking up and just, hey. I am proud of my vulnerability that I've showed in this. I am truly proud and this has definitely helped me. I'm so grateful for that April 15th or 16th Alexander that said, I'm tired of bottling in my emotions. I know that it was hard for him. It was hard for me. But Alex, we're here. We're here. And I'm not saying that I'm happy that it's ending. Spend so much in the darkness, you start 
adapting, feeling comfortable in it. But now I'm starting to see the light. One way I know that I'm getting better is that when I left that apartment with her, when I left the, my house that I'm currently in to go to the apartment back in February, I was looking around. The world was looking so bright. I'm saying blue skies, green grass, the sun was shining, everything. But when I came home after all of that, or came back to my parents' place, it's as if the colors of the world had dulled. I don't know if this is the correct word or terminology, but it's saturated. It's like I didn't notice how green the trees were, how blue the sky was. Felt as if, and it's not because it was raining or anything like that. It's just I just didn't notice it. How do I even put this? I was depressed because during those hard times starting in April, it's as if the colors of the world were saturated, like I just mentioned. And I've noticed this lately. And I've been looking at the sky on clearer days, and it's as if it's a new shade of blue. When I'm just hurrying to get to work, or when I'm just hurrying to get to the gym, I get my stuff, I get my bag, make sure everything's packed, I walk outside, I close the door behind me, and then I just get stopped. Because I look out and I'm like, I've caught myself doing this a couple of times, like, wow, God, you really outdid yourself today. I'm seeing brighter days, and that's good. And I heard something, but I've noticed that memories that I thought I'd forgotten are starting to basically come to the surface. And I found out earlier what that was. Memories are living things, basically. They hold within your mind. So when you haven't heard from anything or memories that are so potent or relate to what your current situation is when you haven't called upon them in so long they fight not to die and their way of fighting is pushing themselves to the front so those memories that i had of her of us together that i thought i forgot i didn't remember started randomly pushing their way to the front and this is their way of trying to survive but in doing so there, basically, when it comes to me, actually, I'm not, at first it felt like I was spiraling back down. Where are these memories coming from? Why am I feeling so sad all the time? But then I realized we're getting to the end. These memories are just giving me their last hurrah. So when they do flood my mind randomly at times, I don't question them. I don't say why. I don't let them dictate my mood or my actions. I I just remember them. I feel them. I put myself in that same position as those memories had. I feel grateful for them. Then I let them go.
and in their way of pushing towards the front trying to survive, they inevitably die. And that's beautiful. And like I mentioned in previous episodes, this is my way of coping. I felt as if I found a perfect formula on how to basically get over stuff. You're going to have some hard times, definitely. But I believe wholeheartedly that one day, one day soon, I'll be able to move on. And that day is five days from now. And I'm not saying this like, oh, I'm going to give her the money and then all of a sudden, poof, my worries, my regrets, my anxieties, my fears, my the love I have for her, the feelings, emotions, all that will just disappear. No. It's just that it'll be easier from that day on. But one thing I can say is that I've worked hard to get there. I've tried. With this laborer's job, with trying to better myself through the gym, through basketball, other methods, or even just getting out of bed, I tried. And you know what? Sometimes that's all that matters. That is all that matters. But one thing I can say that I am, I'd say, yeah, I'm scared of is that thing that I'm afraid of is what if all the emotions just intensify when she's gone? Well, truly gone when I've deleted her out of my contact. What if I'm just sitting there just waiting for her to just remember my number? To text me, hey, don't leave me. To call me, hey, I'm sorry for how I acted. I know that you were doing your best. I'm afraid I'm going to lean on those thoughts too much. To take that extra glance at my phone before I go to bed, just in case a notification from her pops up. I've been trying my best not to think that. But I hope I don't do that. I hope once I delete her contact and everything about her, she'll be gone. And that reminds me of a metaphorical video I saw earlier today, actually. I wrote it down. It was this guy who was just walking by himself and it was raining, pouring down. And he saw this shade. So he ran to the shade, basically comfort from the rain. And once he got under the shade or the awning, he said, I went under the awning, but it's still raining. Why is it still raining? I did what I was supposed to do. That's not fair. And what that basically means is that the rain is basically how I've been feeling. There's been a depression. It just feels constant. 
and then that awning is that june 16th the awning is that protection from the rain protection from the depression i feel as if by going under this i'd be able to just finally feel <laughs> not what i've been feeling but what if god forbid of course i go under there and it's still raining and like the metaphorical video said why is it still raining i question that why am i still feeling this i did what i was supposed to do i worked out the emotions i deleted her number she's out of my life but i still feel this way that's not fair i'm afraid of that and i know what's coming so i'm not saying that i'm prepared but I'm ready to face it because once I delete her contact, it's ingrained in my mind now that she's gone, never to come back. And those happy times that we spent together, they're just memories, memories that's just there for me to one day forget, there for me for when I get my next girl. When I have my next girl and she does a little wacky, quirky thing and I'm in my head, I'm not going to say out loud, but in my head, I'll be like, hey, she used to do that. It sucks when you have to leave a person that you thought you spend the rest of your life with. Speaking of yesterday, she requested some money for me for on Cash App. And I was like, OK, whatever. I'll get to that later. So I look at it later after work and it says for bail. So I'm like, what? I'm, I'm calling her. What? I called her and I'm just like, hey, what's going on with this bail type deal? Complete attitude the entire call. I'm calling her to see if everything's all right. And she's just like for bail. And I'm like, is, is that what I think it is? Like. And she's like, no, for cookies and cream ice cream. Damn sarcasm. But then I'm like, so this is no type of jail type shit. And she's like, yeah, I did. Aggravated assault in the case that I do go to jail. And I'm just like, what? And that boyfriend in me still has that bit of concern. That genuine concern. And I ask her, hey, what's what's going on? What happened? She just says, I don't want to talk about it. Can you help me or not? That pissed me off. I'm showing genuine concern from you. And I understand for the, inf for the way that I put you in. For the situation that I put you in. You may be going through hell. It's like, I want to get mad, but then I tell myself, you put her in this situation, Alex. You can't get mad for it. But my anger is validated, ain't it? I can be angry, can't I? Can I? I've always been the type that I don't get mad. You have to do a lot to get me mad. 
so I don't really know what it looks like for me to really get mad. But I feel as if that was just me bottling my emotions. Maybe sometimes I need to get mad. Not to put my hands on nobody or raise my voice to nobody, but to just get mad. Filter that out and then worry about the emotions hidden behind that anger late. Hidden behind that anger later. But in this moment, I just felt angry. It's like, I'm showing genuine concern. I understand the situation that you're in, but please just talk to me. You, We loved each other before, didn't we? We almost had a whole life together, didn't we? I hurt you that bad. As much as I tried to shake that off, if it hurt that she just... Minute she... I said, whatever, I'll take care of it. And I just said, this was the woman I love, man. Throws me for a loop every time. And I just found myself saying, man, Friday can't come can't come faster, man. Can't come faster. But that day, Friday, when I finally just, you guys know. I was thinking of how I'm going to play for these past 10 weeks. I've been thinking, am I going to be like, the cool guy? Am I going to be like the worried guy? Am I going to be like the emptying everything out guy, trauma dump, whatever? And I've been rehearsing this damn talk over the phone with her for all this time. And what I'm going to say, how I'm going to say, how I'm going to say this goodbye. How she's going to react. I don't want to be the cool guy. It just says, hey, here's your money. Be good. Hang up. And I don't want to be the guy that's like, oh, I got what you beg. I, I... This is a taking a lot for me right here to say, but I don't want her back. I miss how she made me feel, but I don't want her back. At some point, I got to have some self-respect. At first, it was, uh, I want her back. I need her back. Then maybe I don't need her. Maybe I don't need her back. And then now we finally arrived at, I don't want her back. This isn't what I need anymore. It's just a want. I don't want her. Doesn't mean I wish her ill, ill will, nothing like that. It's just... I could feel myself growing, maturing, and but one thing though, one thing though, one thing is that I've always tiptoed around what I should say to her, even when we were together. Don't say this or else this will happen. Don't say that or else she'll feel like this. Don't say this or else she'll look at you like that. But this time, 
This time I have 71 days of pent up anger, self-hate, resentment, love, grief, pain, sadness, and I'm going to say some shit. I'm going to say some shit whether she likes it or not. And I'm not going to be belligerent. I'm not going to be rude. I'm going to tell her exactly what I'm feeling. I'm going to tell her exactly what's been going on. I'm not going to make it so long, some long ass monologue, but I'm going to speak what I'm going to speak true. I'm going to speak true because you know what? I deserve that. I deserve that. I had this conversation with my mother last night along with my little sister and she she listens to this podcast and she asked me after all she did to you why did you stay i had the answer ready in my head but i didn't know how to articulate it so i just said whatever came out i said something along the lines of When she did that, I was completely, completely ready to leave her. In my mind, at least I thought that. But when I saw her crying in front of me, the only thing I thought of is what happens to her? She has no family here. She has no friends here. I'm everything. She even said, you're you're all that I have. You're all that I have. I'm all that she has and this is how she treats me. But that's besides the point. I've given her everything and I felt as if if I just leave her here by herself, what would happen to her? She just spiraled downwards. And look at me, in my own hurt, in my own pain, I'm looking out for her. If that ain't a people pleaser, I don't know what the hell ain't. I don't know what the hell is, whatever. I had no self-respect. I feared more about being alone than feared. (laughs) Feared being in a terrible relationship with someone who didn't value me as a person, who saw me more as a bank than a human being, who saw me more as a caretaker than a human being. Their human being that they chose. Like that one saying, I felt safer with the devil that I knew than rather the devil that I don't. I felt as if being, she made me a man. She made me valued. She made me whole. And without her, I had no value. I wasn't whole. I wasn't a man. So I felt as if I, it's hard to articulate this. But I felt as if being alone registered the same as not being wanted or just being useless. And plus, before her, I was a major bodybuilder. Well, in my mind, I I love bodybuilding so much. You could, I was, y'all heard, y'all heard the episode, the episode. And when I got with her at that point, I wasn't even bodybuilding anymore. She broke me down into pieces And then just left me to pick it all up. Because I said, if I leave her, who am I? 
who is Alex without her? I almost said her name. Who is... Who am I? What do I like? What do I do? That was my thought process during that time. The, the reason why I didn't tell her that I didn't have the money for the rent at that time is because I was scared that she would, I would let her down and she'd leave. And like Master Ugwe always said, the path that we take to avoid our fate is the one that normally takes us to it. The path I took to avoid her leaving me took me right to it. I'm dropping some, I'm dropping some dimes here, y'all. <laughs> I'm dropping some wisdom. I guess what I'm trying to say is I didn't want to be alone again. I didn't want to go into that darkness. I thought that if I left her, I'd go back to bodybuilding. And it changed my perspective of it. She made me see that there's this whole other world. It's like I was walking around my back turned. I only went to four places. Work. The grocery store, the gym, and home. I went to bed at 10, woke up at 7 each day. I cooked six meals per five meals per day, two of them with protein shakes, whatever. I ate six times per day. I went to the gym six days per week. I didn't have a social life, and I was fine in there. But what I, what I didn't know is that I wasn't fine in that. I was just content. And she showed me a world that had so many possibilities, so many food, so much food, so much activities. And I never would have given myself the chance to experience if she never was there. She opened my eyes. And I will be forever grateful for the fact that she did that for me. And then she left me to traverse this new world by myself. Yes, I have my family, but there's only so much you could share with them. There's almost only so much sadness that you can portray before you have to force on that mask so people could talk to you again. I'm not trying to bring this down or anything like that. It's just the emotions are climaxing. I have four more work days before I quit. Five more days until that day. And I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm gonna, I don't know what I'm going to feel. I'm going to improvise. I know that because all these days of rehearsing is just... I'm scared and excited at the same time. And I, I want you guys to know, next week, next Sunday may be the day that we finally move on from this topic of heartbreak. But it doesn't mean that this podcast ends. This podcast isn't just about that. This podcast is to help me traverse the world. I'll miss her, no matter her faults. 
she made me feel true love for the first time ever. And you know that first time, you'll never forget. Now I pursue better love. But this time, we're not going to go looking. This time, we're not going to look under corners, look under rocks, look over bridges, anything like that. We're just going to walk our path. And then trip over some love or have love hit me in the head. Or it come out of nowhere or anything like that. We're not even going to see it coming this time. But this time we will see those red flags. I know that for a fact. No more will I let these rose tinted glasses. Skew my vision of what is good for me. Best for me. I appreciate all of you living, um, living, listening. Come with me on this journey. Next week will be a very momentous occasion. I will fill you guys in on everything that I even say from the minute detail from every breath that was taken. And you guys will know first, firsthand. Because Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I, that'll just be. You'll know, you'll know. So for now, we keep working and we get ourselves physically, mentally, and spiritually prepared for what's to come. So 71 days and I built up this strength of which I am extraordinarily proud of myself for. And I can't wait to see what comes next. So for now... Y'all have a great weekend. Have a great week. Eat your favorite foods. Go watch a movie. Go do what you love. Play some video games. Go take a nap. Go get an extra hour on your sleep at night. Read a book. Put down the phone for a second. Go outside for a walk. Realize what you got in front of you. Because, hey, it could be taken at any moment. And it may break you down, but know for a fact that you're stronger than your current situation. That person that you will be 30, 60, 71 days from now will be proud of the fact that you stood up today. So, this is Alex. Thanks for tuning in. And I'll see y'all next week. Pray for me, please. <laughs> and this was One Man's Monologue. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. yeah, sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry, but I guess you know now. Yeah. Baby, yeah. I took a half and she took the whole thing, slow down.